Fables of Latour, The War of a Thousand Dragons. Well, hello, my lovelies. It's been such a long time. It is your old pal, Mr. Brom Nightwish here. Funny, it's been a while. I've been so busy keeping Red Willow safe. Oh, man, I just love it here. Well, the people are great, and the Red Willow Guild is a nice new home. Anyway, welcome to episode 44. Isn't that exciting? Oh, we'll be entering our first year anniversary here soon. Anyway, in case you missed it... I'm going to recap the last episode here for you, but I highly recommend you listen to it because I cannot do it justice. Essentially, when we last left our heroes, they were on the side of a cliff and they were fighting some big old giants, some some ice giants there. Ooh, scary. Ooh. And it appears as though our dwarf friend, Mr. Iron Boot, was thrown off of a cliff. So our lovely Nordum was saved at the very last second by, of course, Aiden Fleck O'Connor. It's, it's just so nice to see the two of them getting along. It's very lovely. Afterwards, Corpse Paint and Talon made quick work, and Faye, I have, cannot forget Faye, made quick work of the giants. And then afterwards, they found a tunnel that went into the mountain. Ooh. They solved a puzzle, and of course, in true Corpse Paint and Nordum fashion, they solved it with brute force. And then after that, they stumbled across none other than Adriana Varen herself. What a lovely, lovely surprise seeing her there. Afterwards, they were almost drowned in that same cavern. And unfortunately, this time, Corpse Paint cannot solve the problem with brute force, but rather somebody more skilled in the brains department. That, of course, being Faye, Adriana, and Nordum. <laughs> Oddly enough, they were able to successfully navigate out of that drowning room where they went to a sacred area for a glacier dragon. And then following that is where we find ourselves. How lovely. I'm very excited to see- Hey, Brom! Oh. Yes, Aspen, what is it? Check this out, man. I made some of that wizard's dream. I think I got the recipe right. Uh, alright, yeah, I just put it there. I'll try it out later. Here you go. Right, yes. Later. Uh, anyways, as I was saying, welcome to episode 44, my friends. Hold up your cup of wizard's dream, and here's to Fables of Latour. <laughs> Aspen, you made it too strong. Oh. All right. Well. Um. Yes. Uh. So we will get the murder on the sh the road here. Um. <clears throat> first of all, special thanks to our new editor Ben, who has been doing a wonderful job. Round of applause, golf claps for Ben. Please insert whatever sound effects you like because you do all of this now. Um. You're a hero. But enough. Ben. Thank you. Goddamn hero. Thank you for taking um, over. Yes. Yes, thank you very much. Um, thank goodness we fired that Craig guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Screw Craig. <laughs> Sips coffee nervously. Um, so you guys are walking down an ice tunnel. If you'll remember, you've been squeezing your way occasionally 
Valorous will do some elements and shenanigans and widen the path a little bit for the beefier party members, aka Willow. Um, and she kind of squeezes her wings through these uh, small crevasses and you guys walk for about an hour. And then you come into this bigger, uh, wider, wider cavern? I know words. And right off the bat, you kind of get that warm uh condensation gripping your skin as you remember back in the glacier layer there was pools of hot water um and you kind of get this feeling again as you look before you and the cavern opens a little bit there's these nice like grotto-esque uh little pools of water about you and you see a bright light kind of at the far end of the tunnel um so yes feel free to move about as you wish um just for everyone's whereabouts source uh yeah talon you can move sorsha I'm going to give you control of Valorous. Perfect. I will do I my best, Kyle. And <laughs> Corpse, we are giving you control of Aiden. Right. <laughs> Good start. Good start, yeah. Nordum, when you were a kid, did they call you Nordum stand in a hole? Because you're only four feet? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, As it were. Uh, <laughs> that's really good. More of that, please. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Chris never left. <laughs> yeah. All right, move about your business, fuckers. And maybe your last steps. <laughs> Bye-bye. Lovely. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Lovely, lovely, darlings. Um, well, there's this, like, uh, thinner path to, like, the west side of what looks like a frozen lake in this cave. Oh. No, that that is the very nice steamy grotto I was oh. previously describing for you. That's hot water. Yes, it is. More concerning. Um, so I'll like move to the west side and like try to skirt along and without making too much noise. Okay, that sounds good. Um, you kind of see there's like a thin pass that you can traverse around this grotto that will lead probably to the exit. There's another bit of a winding tunnel in front of you, or at the end of that uh, little path you can traverse. Um, to the west here like over this way uh or... i'll draw it on the map so you can go like this way um oh, oh i see i see kind of kind of what you see here is like uh there's nothing to here okay yeah well in that case i will follow the path around the hot water okay you see willow just like dives back into the water and then and then climbs back out at the other side and starts walking down the path she's excited <laughs> despite knowing that there's a glacier dragon around mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's so confident. Yeah. Um. So we've only come across that uh other cavern with the traps or dais, whatever we wanted to call it. Is there any other um like indications of a horde as we kind of go through and deeper into the mountain? No. So you guys took like the one path you knew the glacier dragon couldn't fit. Mm-hmm. So you, you, and there was a couple of other paths in that like dais magical area. Um, you think if you had gone down one of them, you might have, you know, found a den slash a horde. Right. Uh, and Adriana still looks well. No, she took a dip, so she's probably not broken as f a f a. New, not anymore. Yeah, no. Adriana looks as good as you know, like you just had a spa day, really. Fantastic. Yeah. Um. So you guys kind of blaze the trail here, and then you see. Um, a huge, probably like 50 foot by 50 foot wall of ice, and you can see water running down it. Um, and it's got like the perfect shape of a waterfall. You think it's just frozen. There's water that kind of runs down the backside, like on the cave side, because this area is warmer. But you're pretty sure you're looking at a frozen waterfall, essentially. 
Uh, hopefully this room doesn't fill up with water too. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Well, if it does, there should be more room. So plus side? Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a negative side. Uh, <laughs> At least if water falls from the uh, the ceiling, you'd be the last to get wet, Nordum. <laughs> As the... it were. <laughs> 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 <sighs> Make sure I put your head under it first, then. Um, <laughs> is it a e look like we could easily break the ice? Uh, yeah, you can try. Give me a, give me a, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I don't right. Know if I want to, yeah. Well, corpse What's is right that? beside you. We can do it together. Could I make a maybe intelligence check or something? Because like, if we broke the ice, will the water just like flood into the room? No, no. You, you definitely no. know it would not. Oh, okay. It's just like trickling on your guys' side, essentially. You know, it's not. Oh, okay. Then Nordum will, with corpse paint, start hacking away at the ice. Okay. Yeah. Strength, you said? Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully you can do better, corpse paint, because I got a four. I got an unnatural 20. Perfect. Okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> roll me a d6, Caden, uh, with advantage. <laughs> and what's the lowest number you get? Three. Okay. It takes you about half an hour, and then you just, like, puncture straight through. Um, and basically what comes before you is quite a large uh, river um, that you can see quite far. And you can tell, like, you're in a pretty low, like, uh, gorge area, like a ravine, as it were. Um, so you kind of look, peek your head out through this frozen waterfall, and there are cliff sides on either side of you, and they go about 80 feet up. And then you can see it kind of smooths off with quite a bit of snow. Um, in front of you, maybe a hundred or so feet, is a massive stone bridge that goes across this whole uh, river, essentially. Okay. So that black hole in the, the base of the waterfall, that's where we would be coming out Precisely. of? Precisely. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. Awesome. Well, after sort of seeing the site in front of me, I'll just lead everybody through. Like, it's, okay. it's safe. We're outside. Um, I'll get perception checks from everyone. Okay, this dice is already going away. That's <laughs> a for me. I don't want to be rolling high today. Oh my. Uh, 15 for Corpse and a 12 for Aiden. Faye got a 17 and Valorous has a 12. Okay. Uh, 19 for Shorsha and a 29 for Talon. <laughs> no. That's not right. Just a casual 10 more. Yeah. So immediately you guys all hear a war horn sound. And anyone who rolled above an 18, you just kind of like look up and to your left. And there's this soldier. He's human. And he's just kind of like leaning over the edge of the ravine looking at you guys. And he blows this horn. And then a second person shows up. And all of a sudden this like golden ring forms beneath your feet. Uh, sort of like uh, Doctor Strange style. Mm. Mm. And so right now, I'm going to reveal the whole map. This is a big mega map that I've been working on. It's beautiful. Holy shit. Oh my Just gosh, keeps really going. So, Corpse. I'm going to let you guys move your map, your minis. I need Corpse, Faye, and Adriana to move their minis to the top right. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then I need Aiden, Nordum, and Talon to have their minis drop by the cabin. As it were. As it were. Yeah. And then I need 
Valorous, Sorsha, and Willow to drop by the graveyard, bottom right. So this map, is it, it covers about a square kilometer. Oh boy. There is this cabin that Talon, Aiden, and Nornum have been dropped about a couple hundred feet down the river. Uh, a couple hundred feet past that to the right is a massive cemetery with these two hooded statues with uh, pyres, brazers, I should say, of growing green flame. To the north, where Corpse, Faye, and Adriana have been dumped, is 3, 6, 9, 12, 13 crystallized uh, stalagmites, essentially, um, and then a huge sacrificial dais that kind of is like encapsulated in this weird cone shape. Um, and then again, this is like layers on top of layers, bluffs on top of bluffs in the north section. And you have all been split nicely. So right off the bat, let's just get some initiative rolls. Oh boy. What I want, um, actually, yeah, I'll, everyone roll their initiatives. Could we postpone today? Because apparently <laughs> none of my dice are rolling nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I think this is the first time Adrian has rolled double digits in initiative since I've been playing with you guys. <laughs> Yay! This feels good. Alright, 21 for Corpse Paint. And uh, 9 for Aiden, as it were. <laughs> Catchphrase. I love it. So, Faye, I don't need you to enter a, a number. Oh, because I'm just never going? No, because you guys are going to go by your groups. And then I'm going to um... let you decide who wants to go in that order. Um, so starting with Corpse, Faye, and Adriana, I'll take perception checks as you guys all just kind of land aggressively in a bike pile of snow. Uh, four, Corpse. Sixteen okay. for Adriana. I'm sorry, I got lost. I'm rolling a what? Uh, perception. Perception, okay. Is it nighttime? Uh, sure. Ah, nice. Ooh. Oh, so it'll be 23 total for Faye. Okay. So Adriana and uh, Faye, you guys instantly recognize in these stalagmites that are quite tall. They're probably 20 or 30 feet tall. The first one to the left has what appears to be like a desert dragon frozen solid in it. The first one to the right appears to be a lava dragon frozen solid in it, like encapsulated like a trophy. And then Corpse, you kind of take a few steps forward and a bone breaks under your boot and you guys kind of look around your feet and it is a graveyard of dragon bones and in front of you is this weird uh perfectly uh cylindrical um slab of stone and it's just soaked in like old blood and of course everything has like a fine or thick layer of snow upon it um but you can tell there's even some human bones laying around here some humanoid bones at least predominantly draconic in nature mm -hmm. and then you guys hear a pretty significant roar looking down upon you and it is the glacier dragon <laughs> um, ancient in nature blindingly white uh colossally huge wings and like the leather skin of its wings glow almost as if like um, you're looking through like a frozen lake, a crystal clear frozen lake. You can almost see through it and there's frozen cracks that run throughout it. And then many of its scales give off that same kind of dull blue glow. Plates upon plates um, across its head and horns run all the way down its back. And again, they're almost translucent in nature. They're just so white and, and clear. And um, yeah, it just kind of looks at you guys all. Oh. It, it's it puts us. one 
huge foot down, and the earth kind of shakes a little bit as it's looking down on this bluff at you guys. And it goes, Midnight snack? I'd rather think we're not tasty, sir. I don't... We're, and we're hardly a snack. We're like crumbs. What? Just, I don't think it's a good idea. We mean no harm. Oh, I, I entirely believe you. But a dragon's got to eat. And then it kind of like sniffs the wind. And it goes, perhaps you brought me another trophy from the forest? With that being said, I'm just going to fire an arrow off at it. Mm, all right. Because obviously, like, dragons having their uh, their reverence as deities, they certainly don't think like gods. They're still animalistic and pretty mm. malevolent, so I think there's no reasoning with this. Very astute. All right. Okay. Uh, oh, six. Okay, I'll do my first two attacks. I don't really think we have a choice at this point. Uh, 17 plus 6, so 23 to hit on the first one. That is going to hit. Okay, the second one is uh, 16 to hit, which I assume does not. That does not hit, no. Okay, so the damage for the first one is uh, 8 points of damage. Okay, so you see this arrow just kind of embeds itself under one of its um, frozen scales. Mm -hmm. And um, you get this, like... uh, it just kind of sounds like ice breaking, and you can tell it's just laughing. Uh, is that it for you, my friend? Uh, so we're treating it like a regular uh, initiative round, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, was, I can't use a bonus action to cast a spell, right? If it's a cantrip, you can. No. Okay. Well, okay. yeah, that'll be it for now. Adriana, this thing is pretty much just looming over you. It's easily like 100 feet in width and length. And it's standing <laughs> above you on this bluff that's about, I don't know, we'll say 40 feet above you. Okay. I'll write that on the map. Okay. So, oof, so far away. It's a big map. It is a big map. It's fine. Um, okay. I think this is probably going to take a uh, handful of rounds, but... I think Adriana's first instinct is to distract the thing, so she's going to run to, and we'll have to use a bonus action to dash, I think, to get to the second stalag- or frozen column yeah. of whatever on the left, and we're going to do the Elmenzen thing, create some flame, and I'm just going to try and start melting the ice just to fuck with his shit. <laughs> oh, I like it. And um, I'll just look up me... to him and yeah. say, in dr- uh, Draken's like, oh, look at, I'm touching your trophies. <laughs> 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 Can you give me a wisdom check to see how hot this flame is? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, wisdom check, you say. Uh, oh, that's a 14. Okay, nice. Um, so you start like melting this, and it's actually melting a little quicker than you would have anticipated. And you can see inside it is a an adult um, forest dragon. Okay. And is that your turn? I should. I'm seeing the chat in the corner there, and I should maybe clarify uh, with myself: Are these already dead dragons? <laughs> I'm not unleashing you, living things. You don't know. I don't know. Okay. You could give me a medicine check to try to like you know it's it's gonna be it's tough. Yeah. But you're welcome sure. to. You're melting Whoa. it, so you've got more actions. Yeah, uh, 17. 17? 
it's like a panicked look. It's in, it's pretty encased in probably like a foot of ice, but it doesn't look like it has any noticeable wounds on it, really. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah. keep doing this. Yeah, cool. Uh, Faye, you see corpse immediately spring into action, and Adriana taking an interesting approach. Yep. Um, I don't even know where to begin. She is lost. Okay, so what she would do is... Sorry, I know the dragon's about 80-ish feet away. Corpse is about 25. And Adriana is 40. Okay, so on the map... There's these little, I'm guessing it's like a rib cage of some sort. But Correct, I, yeah. Okay. So, Adriana, Adriana, wow. Faye is going to move, she's going to move kind of northeast-ish to kind of attempt to hide behind as much as she can of this whatever rib cage this used to be. Okay. Um, and I'll give you like maybe half cover. Perfect, thank you. And she is, she, I think she's gonna like hold her action mm-hmm. or anything. If the dragon comes closer to us, she's gonna release a guide, like a guiding bolt spell. Okay. At, oh, we'll say that's like a second level guiding bolt okay. for now. Okay, so you can um, give me that right now as it uh, beats its oh. uh, magnificent yeah. shimmering wings. <laughs> It's not working. D&D on is not working for me today, but that's fine. Oh, that's 18 plus 8 to to hit. So that'll hit. Okay, that is gonna hit. So give me that. <laughs> and that is 5d6. It's radiant, yeah. isn't it? Radiant damage. That's a lot of 3s and 2s. 3, 6, 10, 16 damage. Radiant. Okay. Well and the next attack has um, advantage on it. Okay, I need all three of you to give me dexterity saving throws as it uses a wing attack for a legendary action. <laughs> uh, 22 for corpse. Also 22 for Adriana. Wow. It's 11. Alright, um, so... <laughs> I, ne- I don't know if I ever used Aiden's inspiration but that was forever ago so i won't i won't <laughs> well, that's okay. 11 so Faye, you are knocked prone knocked to my ass knocked to your ass and um blah 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 and you take 15 points of bludgeoning damage okay and the other two are all fine Adriana, you kind of just like firm yourself up against this stalagmite, and Adriana or uh, Corpse Paint is just tough shit. So the dragon flies around to your guys' south, and it breathes as a special action a wall of ice blocking you guys in this little alcove. That's not good. And then it lands on the opposite perch. And we will move down to Valorous, Sorsha, and Willow. You guys are in this cemetery. And there's some pretty like substantial sarcophagi just kind of arranged in like a semicircle. And I'll get perception checks from you two. Five. 
26. Okay. So, Valorous and Willow, you both kind of just, like, look to your right. And a little bit off in the snow, you see two slinking forms. And they're both just, like, belly to the snow, slowly uh, inching their way towards you. And you know that these are uh, saber-toothed rams. However, I'm not going to do the whole combat because these are effectively NPC characters right now. Mm-hmm. But that is what you guys are dealing with. So I'll just get like your rolls on the chat. Just um, <clears throat> flat d20 rolls. And I can just kind of track how you guys are making progress. Okay, cool. It's an 11 from Valorous. <laughs> Talon has his emotional support cat because we're all gonna die. She makes me brave. <laughs> Alright, Nordum, Aiden, and Talon, you guys are just ass to the snow at this weird, it's kind of like a hunter's cabin perched right on this frozen river. Um, there's this dude sitting by a fire over beside this little creek next to the stairs that kind of comes down um, around this uh, little alcove of uh, a bluff that you guys are settled in the bottom of, and someone is fishing on the wharf. Just ice fishing. And then they look very surprised to see you guys there. So what's on your guys' mind? How are you going to deal with that? Um, Norm will call out to the guy by the fire. Uh, have, have you seen six other people by chance? He, he like looks around and he goes, uh, I've seen like the ten guys I came here with. Okay, um, any others? Well, I see you three. Besides us three? No. Oh, wait. Have you seen the dragon? Which kind of dragon? Well, take a look around, friend. We're, we're in a frozen tundra. Well, I mean, I've seen a forest dragon. Oh, here? Yeah, kind of. Oh. I've seen a glacier dragon. Ancient. Oh, ancient. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm, that's no good. Um, yeah, we, we gotta go, like, sacrifice one dude a day. It's rough out here. What? Go sacrifice someone? Yeah, it's the price of doing business, you know? Anyways. You're doing, you're doing business with this dragon? Well, not me per se. I just do what the boss says. What what kind of business does your boss do with a dragon? He's in the cabin. You want to go ask? That sounds like a good idea. Oh, good. Well, uh, and then he just kind of like walks across this little bridge, this wooden bridge to go across a little creek. And uh, he comes up to you and he goes, hey, uh, well, the name's Bill. And he's, uh, <coughs> Bill, yeah, Bill. Um, <laughs> and, and he's a, uh, a snow elf. He just kind of shakes your hand. And uh, you do see he's got a Fires of Fell sigil on his uh, jacket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. That's lovely. Uh, nice to meet you, Bill. Uh, my name is Dave. Uh, Dave Ironside. So, oh. yeah. Well, that's a good strong name. Yeah, and this is my buddy uh, Falcon. He points to Talon. Okay. And uh, this is, uh, he doesn't really speak, so I wouldn't talk to this other dragon. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's good to see none of us are using made-up names. Um, yes. <laughs> Gion is inside. Um, so. Gion, yes, Gion oh. fell. Oh, uh, so fell. let's go Did meet with him. Her? Okay, so it, <laughs> yes. it was revealed Aiden. that uh, Aiden was uh, uh, involved with the fires of Fell. So does that name stand out? Uh, give me a history check, as Aiden. Uh, 
unnatural 20, as it were. Yeah, it stands out. Um, it is, uh, shit, what's her name? Uh, oh, uh, Frida? Frida mm -hmm. Fell, who is the current uh, leader um, of the Fires of Fell. It's her cousin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he, he goes on, like, some of the most important missions, essentially. Um, okay. I don't think Aiden would have had any specific encounters with Gion, but he definitely has heard of him. Okay. Uh, would he recognize Aiden, by chance? Or does uh, well, Aiden we'll... think he would be recognized by him? Uh, that Aiden couldn't answer firmly. Okay. Well, regardless, I'm going to use Minor Illusion just to, because the other guy saw my face already, I'm going to just <laughs> sort of alter some of my facial features so... I still look pretty, like, similar to, like, the red dragonborn, but things are just different, slightly. But not enough that uh, the other guy who recognized uh, me before, like, the first guy that introduced us would uh, would really notice anything yet. Dave. Yeah. All right. No, Bill. Bill. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. Bill. Bill. All right. <laughs> Fuck two Bill. All right, so um, then I guess I will put you guys inside the cabin. Um we're, at, we're just gonna go and okay. possibly go wrong. What do you say, Normal whispered to Talon. Do, do you recognize any of this place at all? You're you're doing stuff up here with the thing that's familiar. The people or the place? Because the place is a hard no. Uh, it's more the place. I I think we can figure out what kind of people we'll be dealing with. So oh, there's so many people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys can put your minis at the southern entrance here. I'll put it down for you, uh, corpse. That's Aiden. And so uh, as you kind of enter in, you have a very, like, cozy, warm cabin inside. A <clears throat> um, couple beds laid out, a couple sleeping bags. There's five fires of bell in here. Um, and one of them is this very suave, handsome, uh, really just like Jamie Lannister-looking motherfucker. And uh, he stands up from the table uh, after swigging the last bit of his ale. And uh, he goes, uh, Ah, Aiden, you just brought yourself here on a silver platter. That, well, is your sister here? As soon as he says Aiden, I'll shift. Oh, okay. Nice. So as, as before, the bones start breaking and cracking as his jaw widens and his toothy grins takes over his face because uh, right. the fact that they recognize him is bad for us. And I, <laughs> there, is, there is a very, very clear glare at Nordoff. <laughs> we could have uh, done this with two people outside. So at G when Gion sees you start to just break your bones and turn into something unnatural, uh, he grabs this key around his neck and you hear it's almost like ray shields. <laughs> Uh, block the doors and any windows, so all of your exits are effectively impenetrable. You can do uh, some inspecting if you want. And then he goes invisible. Ah, oh, fucking... And all you oh. hear is, um, if my men don't kill you, the, the glacier dragon will, and, and then and then that's it. Talon, you can go first if you want. Okay, I will. That was my bonus action, so uh, for my action, I will movement i will run over to the first guy and uh swing twice at him with uh, my scimitar yeah. yeah uh 17 to hit uh that is going to hit that's nine whopping slash magical slashing damage okay oh a 17 to hit okay 
with a whopping 11 magical slashing damage. Oh, damn. Uh, you just drag those scimitars across both uh, this dude simultaneously. He looks pretty rough, if not a little bit pissed off. Anything else you wish to do? That's, that's all I got. All right. But thanks. Hey. Thanks for asking. Aiden. <laughs> right. Okay. So, <laughs> straight ahead a little bit. Uh, past Talon, and then I am going to point in the the direction where uh, old boss boy was, and I'm yeah. going to cast uh, Dispel Magic. Okay. I haven't used this in a while, so yeah. So my goal is to try to uh, make Buddy become uninvisible. Okay. Um, so you will have to roll for that. Okay. Just, yeah, instruct me on what to do. I, I don't know. Someone instructs Jane on what to do. I hate the spell magic. I, I got no idea. Um, hold on, hold on. Uh, Is that the see how effective. Yeah. Any right. spell third level or lower on the target ends for each spell of fourth level yeah. or higher. The target must make an ability check using your spell, spell casting, casting ability. So you, the roll DC me a D20, is equal Kate. 10 plus your spell level. Gosh darn. Uh, 13. Cat. Uh, so you pop off that spell and nothing happens. Yay. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be it for now. Okay. Uh, Nordum. Um, okay. I will attack the other guy that was beside the guy Talon attacked. Yeah. I got a 18 and a 16. Both are going to hit. Dope. Magic. Um, gotta remember how to play, apparently. Don't we all? And fine dice, apparently. Uh, so that will be a six and a one. Oh, I can re-roll one, so. Ooh, that's another six. Alright, so twelve plus four, so that is sixteen, and I'm going to use a spell slot to do Divine Smite, and that is a five and a seven on top of that. So that's 26? No, right. 25. So this guy's barely clinging to life as you just gorge him in the clavicle with your axe. Nice. And that is it for me. Alright. Uh, so it is their turn. So they're both going to swing at you individually, Talon and Adam. Uh Talon, I'm assuming a 22 hits your armor class. I'll cast shield. That uh, just bounces right off. It makes my AC 23. Okay, nice. Uh, so he just swings at you with this short sword. It bounces off this impenetrable field. Uh, Nordum, this guy, you just easily dodge out of the way as he's lazily swinging. There's two guys in the back, and they just, like, straight up Professor X touch their, like, temples. And Nordum, I need you to make two strength uh, checks. Oh, fuck. These are the fucking stupid telepathic... Fuck, right. Yeah, they're, they're telekinetic. Telekinetic. Uh, a 14 and a 13 plus 2 on both of those. So a uh, 16 and a 15. Okay. Uh, so for any listeners who are interested, we are going to share our Fires of Fell gangster stat block on our social media. Um, how much damage do you guys think uh, 2,000 pounds of weight does to Nordum? A singular damage. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yeah, and half One that point. singular damage because he's wearing the this the yes. awesome iridium armor. Half. So zero damage. <laughs> You know what? So, I'll be nice and I'll round up. So one damn. <laughs> that is so polite of you. Um, oh ha, ha. Uh, oh my. Sorry. How many? How 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 many pounds did you say? Two thousand. So you guys can all just look up. Yeah, the telekinesis spell. Yeah. I don't know. It, I thought. Does it not provide the? Oh, I, yeah, thought I thought it that, was. Thought so too. Well. If he gets hit with 200 pounds or more, falling 10 feet, it's 20d6. <laughs> I'm just going to max this out at 40d6. Does that sound okay with you guys? 40 or 4? 40. <laughs> oh, 4d6, okay. To be fair, it'd be like 200d6. So, like, let's not So, Canoe, you got 122 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh halved. Oh my god. <laughs> you, you guys walked in here willy nilly, okay? I you <gasps> what you went. Norton Sorry, what was it? So you got sixty six total after all of your bullshit. Sixty six. <laughs> Talon you see Talon and Aiden, you see Nordum just get lifted up off the ground and it's as if like someone is pulling his arms one way and someone is pulling his legs the other way, like a classic oh medieval God. torture machine. Um, okay. Oh dear. Back to the other shit show, which is the ancient glacier dragon at the top. This is how we die, guys. Well, it's how some of us will die, I think. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, okay. Do, do does it matter in our particular group of the order of initiative amongst the three? Of us? I will. I will let you guys decide if that's totally a rule many people play with, and I'm absolutely down with that. If that's what you guys want to do. If you have something in mind, Sarah, I'd say go for it. I'm... Yeah, totally. Uh, I have a thought. Um, I have a thought. I think, yeah, Adriana was totally ready to start messing with the trophies. But that mm -hmm. was before we got blocked in. So mm -hmm. I think she'll swear. And just... Shit! I um, will have to action or movement and then bonus action dash and um, DM Fable Weaver. You can tell me yes. what is within my range of possibilities, but the I think Adriana. Yeah, I no, I don't think Adriana wants to create like a little stone bubble around mm -hmm. herself, Faye when she gets closer, and uh, corpse paint. Now, yeah, mold earth is not going to cut it. It's a cantrip. No. Wall of Stone is the only other one that I can think of. That's a fifth level spell. And I know yeah. we talked about using spell slots and things like that. Adriana doesn't have access to fifth level spells. So how would you like to rule that if I use a couple of like my two second level spell slots and then I'm done? What do you think? So you can use uh, a spell slot mm -hmm. to give yourself advantage on the wisdom check that is required to yeah to you know create a wall of stone which is effective with what you want to do right or do you still want to cocoon yourself like avatar ang against fire lord ozak she wants to do the avatar ang uh with all okay. three of us so then we can start getting a hole in the okay. ice is kind of okay. but I, I mean realistically this is an ancient dragon i don't think it'll do much but maybe it'll do a round or two of frustrating him without us getting hit 
So I think, yeah, she'll get into a good enough position to yep. guess. And then she'll call to corpse and phase like <laughs> Mortal Kombat style, get over here! Yeah. <laughs> and hold and her like, action to do the um, wall of stone. Yeah, I like that. That's very smart. And keep in mind, I tried to teach the party this lesson in episode 7. Not every fight is designed to be won. So this is good. So you're holding your action. Yeah. Okay. Faint corpse. I'm going to, yeah, make my way over to Adriana or Anna, and uh, I'm going to attempt, uh, fuck, what is it called? Uh, command, that's it. I'm just going to say yield. Okay. And so, like, uh, trying to, yeah, get it to disengage. Uh, and your save is? 12 wisdom. Okay. Uh, it nat 20 so that oh. is lucky. It did nat 20 you or something. Yeah, you know what? Just eat me. Okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Faye, you um, run. Uh, I will. Um, on the map, it's, it says that the uh, glacier dragon is sixty feet away from me. Um, yeah. Is that that's that would be accurate? Uh, I'm getting like 30, 40 feet away from you. Oh well, why was I measuring weirdness? Me? I see. Well, I have. I just. You know what? If you're, if it's within sixty feet of me, Faye's gonna is. try to copy corpse paint. <laughs> mm -hmm. She's going okay. to cast command and just. Mm -hmm. Sit in a stern <laughs> talking to. Yeah. <laughs> talking Drop to. It. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, D, I like DC it. for me is 16. Okay. So I. Uh, I so seven. And it's a wisdom saving throw? Yeah. Yeah. Plus modifiers, plus legendary okay. resistance. <laughs> so it, it got a 14 with its modifier, but it is going to use one of its legendary resistance to be like, fuck it, you. Nobody tells me to sit. <laughs> uh, Stop. Fuck! And Faye runs to um, Adriana and corpse paint and is like okay. slides on the snow. Okay. Cool. Yeah, instantly so, a bubble of yeah. stone comes up. Um, I don't think it will go through the wall of ice that is in front of us, but I'm going to just have it. It's like a, a, a semi sphere or a quarter sphere or whatever, right? Just, yeah. just to give us cover, I'm going to make it as strong as possible um i think technically as per the spell description each panel air quotes is an ac of 15 and 30 hit points per inch of thickness so six yeah. inches so we've got some space and yeah. uh with that oh i guess i need to make a wisdom save check thing right to do the wall of stone yeah you do okay. and you have advantage if you're sending a spell slot i will i will um, if it doesn't matter what spell slot, then I'll do it at first. No. Great. Yeah. Uh, first roll is a nine. Roll is a seven. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's fine. So, <laughs> you you get like an ankle height wall. God damn it. <laughs> now we're clumped together. Frick. <laughs> Alright, cool. Well, I tried. Alright. Uh, okay, so the dragon is gonna jump down, and, uh, Oh god, this is just terrible for you guys. Yikes. Okay, constitution saving throws from everyone, please. Oh jeez. Uh, three for corpse. Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> I rolled a one! Oh uh, yeah. Faye, do better, please. Do, yeah, um, it's, Luna is 
standing by dear old she could give you advantage yep 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 she's you need, you need to be playing to your hike here bro i i know i'm trying to think of creative ways uh 19. total yep okay uh instead of giving you the base damage i'm gonna roll it oh my god so that is uh 50 68 points of cold damage 68 68 as he just breathes a cone of cold against you guys against this wall of ice rude okay uh indeed can we do we have to wait to cycle through everyone else before we can start again uh no we can do another round (laughs) yeah sorry guys this one thing i want to do real quick so luckily that didn't kill me with those temporary hit points uh so it's standing right in front of us right yeah how tall is its head like from the ground, like how high is it? Where he's at with you, I'm gonna say it's probably 15 feet above you. 15? 50 okay. feet off the ground, I'll say. Copy. Okay, well I'm gonna do just a uh, lay on hands on myself. I'm just gonna give myself uh, 20 real quick. Okay. So I'm at 23 hit points, and what I'm gonna attempt to do is quickly dash like underneath his belly and try to flip up onto him and try to straddle his neck. Okay. Or their oh, neck. Nice. <laughs> yes. Ath- athletics, what do you want me to do? Yeah, athletics would be tight. Okay, good, because my athletics is stupidly high. And that is an 18 plus 7. Okay, so you just tell me how you swing up on this dragon's neck. So after, like, uh, you know, icicles are off me, I just, uh, you know, summon up all that brutal Kintar energy, heal myself up, and then I just go to dash, and I think uh, it will instinct- instinctively try to slash at me. And mm-hmm. as it does, I kind of parry underneath its arm and then sort of do this side flip type thing. Fuck so yeah. then I am landing, uh, facing it as if I were to ride it, and I'm just kind of grabbing onto its neck right now. That's sick. That, that's that's the kind of storytelling I want. Yeah. Um, so you're you're like you've got a you've got a good firm hold on this thing's neck, and you can start climbing up um, next round. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just wanted to finish off with that. Yeah, I like that. Willow is going to look to Valorous and Sorsha. Valorous has the ring of Drekken on him? Uh, probably. He was the one doing all the looting, so... Yeah, and he definitely would have put it on to replace his ring of warmth. Um, so Will's gonna tell him to get on. For sure. He hops on. And Sorsha, you can fly yourself. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You you can fly yourself. She used her breath weapon, and then take off okay um okay so valorous mm-hmm. i need you to take 14 points of slashing damage as you're kind of getting away this saber-tooth ram gets ya okay and willow is only gonna make it to there this round sorsha i think you can make it to 90 if you use all of your crap yeah but uh 60 okay you all back inside the cabin how's it going it's great <laughs> Feeling good, eh? Not good. As it were. As it were. Okay, so, uh, Nordum Iron Boot, you're not looking too good, are you? I mean, I, I still got okay. <laughs> I'm at 32. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, I thought you would have been, like, completely. Nah. Because we, we had the 16 temporary hit points, and then I'm at 85 normally, so. It totally should have been force damage, too, and not bludgeoning. I want to remember that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, just fucking kill me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aiden. All right. So, 
cracking my neck, say something very witty and rude to the fires of fell. You know, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> speak for Chris. Uh, so I'm going to. Ooh, I've never tried this before. I'm gonna cast a shadow, shatter shadow. at the <laughs> shadow at the fourth <laughs> level. Yeah. Uh, right in the middle of the table here, so it's going to affect these uh, these two guys that are still on either side of the table, and yep. hopefully Mr. Invisible Bitch Boy. Mm -hmm. And a uh, 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point, so yeah, that'll hit those two guys for sure. Yeah. And a uh, constitution saving throw, 17. Thank you. Uh, wow, both succeed somehow. I think they're if both going to take half damage. Okay, well, it's a 3d8. I'm rolling it on, so it's a 18. Divide that in half, so it's 6. Wait, no, no, no. 8. 9. What, what's 8? Numbers. Yes, 9. 9. 9. Yeah. 18, oh, div that's good. Yeah. 18 divided by 2 is 9. And then, sorry to interrupt, but a concentration check is a charisma? It's, a, it's, it's con. Constitution. Constitution. Con? Okay, so just two more constitution. You gotta, yeah, beat 10 uh, or half the damage received. Right? Okay, so... Whatever's less? Yeah, so, unfortunately, uh, they're both still pulling Nordum apart like bread, but that is okay. <laughs> for me, not Nordum. And is that it for you, Aiden? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I'll just I'll use a cantrip and do vicious mockery on the, uh, the guy on the far side of the table. Okay, that sounds good. So, yeah, uh, you know, something witty and Chris-like. Uh, <laughs> wisdom saving throw 17. Wow, they're rolling hot, hot, hot. So okay. it's a 17 plus, I don't know. Oh, zero. So they make it. Just barely. Okay. So uh, half of seven, let's just say three. Three extra points of damage. Check for that one. You're still pulling Nordum apart. Uh, Talon or Nordum, you guys want to go? Uh, yeah. I will uh, kind of like let out a guttural roar. Or how, I don't know if you would call the sound like mountain lions make a roar but he makes one of those sounds uh, and he shoves his hand out and does what he did with the giants and like clenches these, the, the air and he'll nice. mark the guy directly in front of him uh, and then he'll swing one uh, for 18 to hit which should hit so it's a D8 4, 4 damage and 10 magical slashing damage. Okay, how do you butcher that guy? Uh, so with his right hand, he reaches out and like as he makes it like a claw into the armor, he pulls it towards him and uses like a the back side of a cut to lop the, his head off. And then Nice. <laughs> a, and then because he saw these guys at the back here do the yeah. Professor X thing. He'll move the uh, brand to the one directly that he's moved to directly in front of him. Okay. And attack that guy for 19 to hit. So I see that. Sorry, that's uh, two fourth damage <laughs> and eight magical slashing damage. Okay, just another clean gash, and he'll make another con check. They do it every time, right? They take damage? Yeah, every time they, they take damage. Concentration? Okay. Uh, wow, Jeez, I'm wasting Louise. all of my good rolls. Okay. Uh, Nordum. So you can roll me another strength check. Just one? Uh, 
it says. <coughs> no, sorry. You, I think, are technically would be under, like, paralyzed. Paralyzed or stunned. Yeah, pretty sure. It's tense in here, everybody. Paralyzed <laughs> or stunned. Because he's under, like, the telekinetic, telekinesis spell? Yeah, because he's just, like, being suspended in the air. Uh, but basically, every time it's their turn, Canute, they have to... The contest begins again. So now it's their turn, and I need two more strength checks from you. Two more? Okay. Yeah. With advantage, because uh, he's awesome. Oh, are they saving rolls, or then... Or no, just, just, just strength checks. That is a 19, then. And a and four plus two. A four. Okay. So one of them drops it on you. You kind of beat his mind powers. Um, so the other one is going to roll 20d6. Jesus Christ. Uh, so that's it's 67 fine. force damage. <laughs> now, hey, you can't change it this time. Yeah, yeah, so it's bludgeoning. <laughs> so 34 bludgeoning. All right, well, I'm down, so. Well, okay. For future reference, it's force damage. I like that you did try to switch it. That's a valid yeah, endeavor. <laughs> but I know we are on thing. your ass. You can't just yeah. switch it halfway through. Gotta be. Gotta be. Um, and that is it. Oh, no. The guy who you almost killed, Norm, is going to turn to Aiden and swing at him. Uh, 13 is uh, not going to hit Aiden, does it, Corpse? Uh, just misses, yep. Okay, nice. Then we are back at the Glacier Dragon bullshittery. Uh, well, Fade has an idea. Yeah. So, Faye, you see... what? You said he had an idea? Sorry, I... go ahead. Yeah. Continue. What is your idea, Faye? Oh, cold and s snow blasted. Faye's gonna turn around and uh, witness corpse paints do his acrobatics, what? athletics, <sighs> sliding ninja stuff. Um... And her eyes are going to flash a dark twilight energy. She's going to just piss off. And it's going to attempt to cast banishment on it. All right. So oh, to do boy. A charisma saving throw 16. So, sorry, give that to me again. 16 charisma? 16 charisma, yeah. Okay. Roll it up here because this is more fun this way. Oh, 16 plus uh, a few things. Yep. Plus eight. Well, okay, good to know. Good effort. He goes, I, I'm fine right here, thank you. No, you should go back to the plane of fire or something like that. Go to find a volcano. I'm just I'm just so close to my midnight snack, though. Doesn't even care that I'm on its back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so is there anything else you want to do, Faye? Or... Uh, she looks to Adriana and is like, is it worth sticking together again or should we separate now? Uh, I'm gonna try again. I will leave some space on either side for people to sneak in, okay. but okay. I'm trying again, and it's up to you to decide if you want to leave. Okay, well, then Faye's gonna stick beside Adriana, but Luna is gonna move up, kind of clamber up onto the Glacier Dragon to stay up next to Corpse to give him the help give action. Give him some advantage. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Um, who, Adriana or Corpse next? Uh, you can go next, Corpse, if you'd like. Okay. Uh, so what I'm gonna try to do is take out my sword, and, like, I'll probably, like, wrap my legs around its neck so I can get both hands free. 
Okay. And I'm going to attempt to stab down at it, trying okay. to hit any vulnerable areas so that are not covered by scales, mainly like the eyes or the nostrils or any soft spots on top of the head. Okay, then you can give me uh, your attack rolls with advantage. Okay, sounds good. So I get three with my sword. Hell yeah. All in that 20s. Okay, so 16 plus 9. Okay, that hits. And then the second one with advantage is 17 plus 9. Mm-hmm, hits. And then the third one is uh, 18. Uh, that misses. Okay, sounds good. No worries, I'm not going to complain. And so the <laughs> uh, the first one, D8 plus 7, is uh, 16 points of damage. <laughs> All right. And then the last one, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to load it up with some of that low-core fury, Divine Smite. Hell yeah. So Get him. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so 13 points of damage uh, plus okay. 3d8. So I'm going to roll it on here if my computer will yeah. ever cooperate with the speed of Dungeons & Dragons. Coming at you uh, fast. 3d8. 13 so, more, nice. Yep, 13 religion damage on top of that. <laughs> Gotta love that religion damage. Yes, sir. Our Christ compels you. Okay, is that your total? Then 26? Yes, sir. Okay. For that one. Okay. Um, then it would be Adriana. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to try again, but we're going to be not as ambitious. Um, yeah, Adriana's going to leave, like, how much is a decent amount of space? Foot and a half? Two feet? Mm-hmm. Mentally, at least in, like, the in her mind palace of what the dome looks like so yeah. that corpse or if Faye decides to scoot out then at least they can get in and out um, and we're yeah. going to try and aim for uh, three quarters cover rather than total cover okay. just okay. kind of shrink the size down a little bit um, I'll use another spell slot and I'm just going to try again okay <sighs> okay uh, okay so the first roll is a 17 with advantage is a 16 so, okay. 17. So, a 17 accomplishes everything you wish, and more for total cover. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Yay! Um, Faye, if you can have a conversation or whatever with Corpse Paint, now would be the opportunity for us to skedaddle. And she's going to start melting the wall of ice. Is it clear ice? Is it? Can I see through it? You can. It's, okay. uh, look at how thick it is for you here. Um, Okay, it lasts, it's a thick, uh, a foot thick. Okay. Because cool, cool, cool. Um, Adriana has misty stuff. She could totally just bamf and leave these two here to deal with it herself, yeah. but she, nope, we're not going to do that. <laughs> cool. I think that is her turn. We're just going to start melting, okay. and that's it. Okay, sounds good. Um, so you just stabbed your sword down across this dragon's neck and face, Corp. <laughs> Um, and it just like lurches back on its two hind legs mm-hmm. and gives a uh, horrifying uh, And I get a dexterity saving throw from you to stay okay. on. And if you wish, this is when Luna can give you advantage or you can save that. Uh, so sorry, use the, like, so I get the advantage the from Luna? For this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Okay, I rolled a 16 and a 17, so unnatural 20. Okay, so you stay on. And the dragon and you soar straight up. Cool. I'd probably manage to say to to Faye and Adriana, just as it's going up so quickly, just go! 
So you are now 120 feet up in the air. Oof. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorsha, do you have any plans? Because Willow is just flying Valorous straight to the Glacier Dragon. Oh. Uh, sure. Let's. I just go right with her. All right. Uh, and I'll yell to Valorous. If you can, stunning strike it. Because it can't fly. If it's stunned, it'll crash. Crash. We'll get a good old cramp. Um, okay, who knows where Faye went. So Valorous will just be like, yeah, when when I get a chance. Yeah, when I get a chance. Yeah, God. Nag, nag, nag. Uh, okay, then that puts us back into the cabin. Yay. The death cabin. The death cabin. <laughs> Um, so Nordum is down. Uh, Talon or Aiden can go first. Up to you guys. Uh, go for it, Talon. All right. Uh, I will use my attack action and my bonus action for a third attack. All right. Uh, 21. Uh, eight force damage and eight slashing damage. So 16. You've got that, uh, second gangster. Okay, uh, in that case, I will use my bonus action to move the mark to the other guy, and I will jump on the table. So you jump on the table, and as you're doing this, you catch out of the corner of your eye with your redonkulous per- passive perception. Behind the uh, stove here at the very back, like the, the large fireplace, yep. the back wall, you just hear it rumble close. Well, at least we know how to get out. <laughs> Uh, I will say, out the back, and attack this guy, or a lot, the math is not happening, more than 20. Alright, you kill him as well. (laughs) No, I mean the, uh, to hit. Oh, to hit? Okay, sounds good. Uh, the damage is 17 in total. Okay, well, you kill him. (laughs) Moited. I'm very good at my job. You are. And I will, uh... So, sorry, when you're saying it's, like, the door behind here closed, correct? Like, directly to the north type of thing? So, like, the back wall of this fireplace, you know, like... Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, like the inside of the fireplace, the very back of it, has shut, essentially. Okay, uh, in that case, I will run, use my full, the rest of my movement, and get to it. And then, on my neck, I will try to figure out how to open it. Okay. Aiden, you have a very uh, feeble uh, gangster in front of you, trying his best to stay alive. Okay, he's just hanging on? Yeah. Alright, uh, well, if he's right up in my business, I will do my breath weapon. He needs okay. to make a dexterity uh, roll uh, 14 DC. Okay, he saves, but he'll take half. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so half of 11, nice. so 6-ish, you round up? Yeah, you okay. char him. To a crisp. All right. Okay. Well, with that being said, I will run up to uh, Nordum. Just. Oh, I'm growing so fond of you, you stinky bastard! Right? Okay. Uh, it's and. <laughs> As it were. So I'm gonna cast healing word. I will say probably a profanity-like word, but very nicely, so it has the same effect. Nice. Because you know that's Aiden. Uh, so it's. 1d4 plus your spell casting ability modifier, which for him is 9. Uh, where's my d4? Hopefully it didn't disappear and I step on it later. That would hurt. <laughs> uh, so 4 plus 9, so Nordum, you get 11 back. 
Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I went to theater school. Uh, 13. 13, nice. Ooh, 13, babe. <laughs> nice. Nice. And I'm standing, like, right over you, so, like, the first thing you see as you wake up is my face. Aiden's face, technically. <laughs> okay. Oh, are they, are second time today. Green. What would you do without first, me? First time, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, well, let's not forget the time I saved you from falling off a cliff. Thank you very much. Uh, it's true. More dragon breath. <laughs> and we'll help you up. Right. And that is where we will go to our break. <laughs> oh, boy. Hello, one. Hello, all. We truly hope you enjoy listening to our podcast as much as we enjoy making it. It would mean the world to us if you could rate and review The Fables of Latour. It goes a long way to growing our community, and to put it plainly, we just love hearing from you. So thanks again, and as always, we'll see you in the wilds of Latour. Welcome back. I got 40, actually I got 58 more health points now than I did when we left, so... <laughs> uh, used bullshit. all my 45 lay of hands on myself so hopefully you don't need those later yeah it's fine i got yeah. spell slots to heal you with still <laughs> oh that's nice um okay so uh corpse mm-hmm. you are 120 feet in the air mm-hmm. uh this glacier dragon is trying its hardest to shake you off as you are clinging to dear life on its neck and stabbing its face. Um, what would you like to do now? So I'm going to do my best to uh, try and blind it. So best case scenario, like if I fall, I'm done. So may as well go out with dignity. I'm going to try to blind it so it will crash. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, okay. and uh, so just roll for attack? Yeah, if you get a nat 20, you will blind the shit out of this thing. Okay, sounds good. Um, I'll roll off. Sorry? I was just going to... Luna would still be with the dragon yep. and corpse paint or no is it or is she with me no she's okay. with corpse okay, okay so, so I you get got advantage, advantage yeah. awesome so five. you feel so like the these first... teeny tiny little paws like guiding you a little bit so the first one is a 19 probably fall short okay. hey yeah okay. so the second one's a six Ooh, i'm feeling it now the uh yeah the second one 18 plus uh nine so what 27 that's gonna hit okay and here is the last one 18 and a natural 20. nice (laughs) blessed be low core okay (laughs) okay uh so i'm gonna roll the damage uh yeah please do okay uh so 14 points of damage on the first one and then so and then the nat 20 because only two of them hit right yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so six plus five, eleven. And I'm going to divine smite as well. Okay. Just yeah, one last final shabam. Adding an additional twelve on that. Okay. Hot damn. Are you divine smiting the the crit? Yes. Okay, so the the divine smite dice is also doubled, or the value is also however you guys do the crit damage. Okay. That's so, the best uh, part about paladins. <laughs> okay, so 12 plus 24. Okay, so 13, Jesus Christ. Okay, so you take a substantial chunk out of this dragon as you just jam your sword into its eye and then release a divine blast that just shooting out of its fucking eye cavity. Mm-hmm. And it gives a horrendous uh, screech. Um, 
Can I get a dexterity saving throw from you? Okay. Or it's just roaring and screaming all the while. Uh, 17 plus 3, unnatural 20. Okay, so you hang on. And what I'm going to get it to do... So I'm going to get you to make another one with disadvantage as it brings its wings down and scrapes along the top of its neck. Mm -hmm. So that'll be... Uh, you can do a strength saving throw if you want for that one, uh, but with disadvantage. Still with disadvantage? Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's see what's higher. Yeah, strength is four. Yeah. Okay, a 19 and 11, so uh, 15. Okay, so it just swipes you off of its neck, mm -hmm. and it goes, You blinded me. And it just soars down after you. It puts one claw on you mm -hmm. and smashes you into the ground. Mm -hmm. So we're going to roll a lot of damage here. Okay. So you're going to get... Uh, you also have the fancy armor that Norden has, right? Not, no. no. Shoot. I did upgrade my armor, but no. So you take 57 points of bludgeoning damage from the fall. Oof. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that... You're going to take an extra 30 points of piercing damage from its claw as it smushes you into the ground. Mm -hmm. And then, Goodbye, my friend. is that it? Are you at zero? Oh, yeah. I was at 23 hit points, okay. dude. <laughs> Even at full, I would have been done. He looks at Faye, Adriana, Willow, and Valorous as you've just shown up. And he says, you puny mortals, let this be a lesson. And he bites Corpse Paint's head off and spits it at Faye and Adriana. It's blind, so it can't look. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's depth perception is off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lown's about like 10 feet short. <laughs> yeah, of course Faye's head just hits the side of the wall, not even near you. <laughs> Would say the message is still pretty effective. Caden. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being such a wonderful player and character. We will end this session here and do as we did for Ember Waves and have a little bit of a debrief on Corpse Paint, some favorite moments we shared, mm -hmm. where you would have seen this character going elsewhere. What you, Kate and Chad, are moving on to next, and that we are all so proud of you for doing. For sure. But first, I would like to ask, uh, does Corpse meet up with Ember in the afterlife? He absolutely 100% sees his dearest, oldest friend once again. Mm-hmm. And then I think they walk together one last time to wherever they're going together. I imagine that he appeased Lokor enough and that the Templars are on a better trajectory to helping Latour. And uh, yeah, a brutish uh, Kintar who was orphaned and grew up alone on the street with no name until he joined the Berserkers and then joined the Templars was basically wandering, ar wandering around the world uh, blind and found his purpose with the Red Willow Guild and Ember and yeah, his life has been worth something but yeah, this is uh, the last day of the podcast for me 
I'm going to be starting school for 3D animation and visual effects starting this October 2023. And I'm going to have a crazy busy schedule, so I won't be able to commit to the podcast as a audio engineer or a player, unfortunately. But I promise to visit. Because of our suave, sexy bro. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. And we will be right back. Dang, dude. Yeah. What a way to go. Yeah, right? Yeah, Sarah. What what a way to go, indeed. And the fact that you blinded him as, like, the final yeah. hurrah is fantastic. Yeah, no <laughs> That was a great role. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to see what you guys do. Not much, because we're going to die here all slowly. <laughs> Yeah, we're well, all then there's... going to you and Ember on the walk later. <laughs> then there's then there's no uh then there's no story after that. <laughs> if you guys all die, then not sure. Just... That's a, that's a terrible ending. We'll get so much hate mail. <laughs> Sometimes that that be how it be though. Everyone dies. Sometimes a TPK is possible. Uh, Faye. Yeah, I'm putting my dice away already. <laughs> Needless to say, you, you you and Corpse had some pretty uh, excellent moments together. Uh, what what was one that yeah. stood out in your mind? And why was it the downing him in one move? Yeah, that was my yeah for sure. Um, oh, geez, that's a good one. I feel like. Um, I think on, on like one of the most like fun ones I rem- sort of fun ones I suppose was um, this was before uh, Corpse Paint tried to arrest her, but like when she conf- like offered him that first cup of tea and be like, "Hey, so we're just trying to work together here, and you're being a real jerk." <laughs> <laughs> I have your back if you have ours, kind of thing. That one I. You know, just be like, um, because you know, like for a lot of people, like they just assume clerics are like the goody two shoes and like happy all the time, right? But like in in Faye's case, like she does strive to be a people pleaser because that's it goes really against her her person, but um, she's also not afraid to like be well no you're being a jerk so you can calm the hell down kind of thing <laughs> so that one was always fun because <laughs> you know it's always great to threaten your friends right for yeah. sure <laughs> we, we've all seen the side of Faye that takes you down in a matter of seconds mm-hmm. and puts mm-hmm. you in your place verbally there's no doubt about it mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I do think my favorite one would have been at uh, I guess it would have been back at the uh, uh, Claw Canyon, I think, after the trial, I suppose you would have had Corpse Paint when we were mm-hmm. celebrating and getting drunk when Faye was like, hey, so like, what's your plan now? And you're doing good. And we shared that little moment of yeah. this is your vi- this is Corpse vision of the future for the Templars. Yeah. So, I don't know if you had any fun, memorable moments. Kedon. Oh, yeah. 
well just just sort of naturally like uh the progression of somebody being so sort of cold and detached to like just mm-hmm. suddenly warm up to you guys was especially to you Faye was very was actually very heartwarming yeah Kirsten um, trying not to cry <laughs> this is, it just sucks this is awful I don't I think know. we've had two PC deaths in a campaign before so this no. is awful yeah this is my first one uh, yeah, too. yeah, and uh, the first time I ever killed someone was Ember, ever. Yeah. That's a different stress for a DM, too. You always, yeah. like, threaten to kill your players, but yeah, then when you it actually want happens, to. it's like, uh... yeah. <laughs> It's just to make you guys yeah. shit a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Uh, Nordum. Oh yes. You, you you and Corpse had I don't want to say my favorite dynamic, but it it was pretty solid a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Um Yeah. Just cause Nordum would mainly talk for both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a conversation. <laughs> um probably my favorite with Corpse though is definitely when way back when the templars came to go collect fey and there was that moment where corpse was just like on the fence of which one to go for you know his old family or his new family and he was like standing right over top of nordum and then decides to attack the main templar yes Ah. Yes. that was a good moment that was a good episode yeah i also loved uh Nordum when we were fighting together that uh the the boulder brigade gnome right in that uh <laughs> that tavern there yeah how like i loved when Nordum and corpse when they were locked in were fucking deadly oh yeah together we're just like holy shit <laughs> it's a god tier character just the two of them together yeah you put you yeah, two in a room and it was, yeah <laughs> that was a grand old time yeah man oh man i'm gonna miss you guys uh, nobody stop talking and then it won't end a- adriana tell us something you liked <laughs> oh boy um well i mean she didn't ha- doesn't know the party that well right but i think like the the most memorable moment for her and she'll think about this for a long time is probably that first time she met ember and corpse which was in that tavern oh, yes. right and there's this awkward keist elf just totally not but accidentally flirting with her and he's like oh yeah and my buddy over there and then it's just like i always imagined it was like a deadpan cut to just this fully plated armored individual just sipping a little cup of tea with his pinky out it's just like who are these two why why are they here in my tavern wearing like a scary fucking mask too yeah right like it's just such a, an odd couple right and it's just like and it was with yeah with the two of them it's just like oh great i went to space and met a keeper indirectly it's just like yeah it, it's just i think it'll be a, a that'll be a thing that makes into her memoirs because she's definitely writing one <laughs> no i think definitely with 
Chris and myself when we were sort of talking about the uh, the character dynamics right before the uh, right before we went into pre-production for uh, this podcast is I think it was almost inferred between the two of us that it's almost a catalyst for the Keist and the Kintar finally like making peace because mm-hmm. especially when we did go to Claw Canyon and uh, Silva that tree Lara and sword splinter yeah. did seem sort of open to the idea and that everybody agrees that you know the this lifelong brutal battle has sort of gone on for too long and both parties have almost forgotten why and i think uh yeah ember and corpse have sort of challenged that idea yeah yeah which was cool it speaks a lot to like the books too right it's nice that it all kind of comes together in the end like that and you you guys lay the seed kind of for what the books will look like too which is super neat about this podcast yeah. that i'm ever uh grateful for as well um is it difficult to write to like have the podcast being a precursor for book one and then trying to justify and um keep tabs of what affects the story progressing in the saga of Endivar. Does that make any sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. Big time. I mean, like as I'm writing, it's neat. Cause like I've left the war of a thousand dragons as it's been referenced in the mighty of Endivar in the seas of shadow, but like very mm-hmm. briefly. And it's always from Agen's point of view. Um, and I've always just loved that. Like, it's alluded to something that was like so great and monumentous and really changed all of Latour. Um, but like, that's, that's it for the most part. So it's really neat to see like what you guys are doing. Cause that helps me shape the world that I'm writing right now. And like in book three, um, you know, a couple of you guys are already in it. Quite a few of the NPCs from the podcast are in it. And that's really exciting. You get that cool crossover for, you know, the two platforms. Um, but as of right now, you know, it, it just worked that the War of a Thousand Dragons was such a blank slate from the books for you guys to build upon in the mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Too bad Kyle isn't here. <laughs> I oh, I'm sure he uh, had lots of words to say to Corpse Paint. <laughs> yeah, I loved our loved our bickering. It was I remember I was <laughs> listening back to some older episodes way back yonder and some of the interactions between Valorous and Corpse Paint, you almost like think that Kyle and I hate each other in real life, <laughs> which is not the case at all, which I think is hilarious. But my favorite moment in particular is close to the beginning when Valorous buys rent a tent and only charges Corpse Paint. <laughs> that <is laughs> That's awesome. right. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> that whole just like, oh yeah, well, Corpse Paint will drop the gold in your hand and like not even look at you as he does it and then just walk away. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh god, guys. Yeah, this uh yeah, truly something special. Valish is probably going to be scouring your corpse for all that gold cuz he's probably been keeping tabs of a, a running invoice of how much you owe for rent a tent. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Corpse pain is behind on his rent, gosh darn it. <laughs> Even in death, you can't avoid the taxes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yeah, as far as uh, the future uh, going forward, I think that the Templars will sort of have some celebration of life, but will allow you guys to bury the body in Red Willow. 
Nice. I mean, that's if we can even get the body back. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you have to leave it behind and do a ritualistic uh, Templar burning there, that's that's totally fine as well. Mm-hmm. well I could throw it in a rent tent. Yeah, throw it into a <laughs> rent tent or a bag of holding. Yeah. <laughs> no one has a bag of holding except no. for you, Sarah. Patreon will loan it. No, you know what? I... Yeah, but we got the outside bag of holding. True. Yeah, put the bag of holding inside the rent tent and see what happens. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also I feel like Brom. That's a threat. <laughs> Brom. And also Brom is very much alive. Yes. So. We'll look yeah. forward to your cameos moving forward. Yeah, so I'll, I'll come back every now and then as him. But uh one thing I will say is if for whatever reason Mayor Thelonious Monk the fifth or whatever, uh <laughs> If if he gets killed, Brom will put his hat in the ring for mayor of Red Willow. Oh god, oh, hell yeah! Of course he will. <laughs> and he'd All actually sudden, be good at it. There's brothels everywhere. <laughs> no, I actually think that that would be the uh, the the thing that actually makes him mature and smarten up a little bit. Hell yeah! It's always the goof, right? The goofball is the one that's like, "Oh shit, I'm actually kind of good at this." Wow. Yeah. yeah, he probably puts his name in as a joke, thinking, oh, I'll never get it, gets it, and then first day he's like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to put a brothel here, then all the paperwork comes, he's like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lordo, yeah. when are you guys leaving for another adventure? <laughs> Take me with you! I will uh, I will ask uh, Devin, as someone who was a listener, then turned player, uh, did you have a favorite corpse paint moment throughout the series that we have yet to mention? Uh, so, as a listener, uh, I was like pretty sure corpse was just gonna murk you guys with the, with the <laughs> Templars. Yeah. And up until like, I want to say, in just before he makes the decision, you. Caden says something like, uh, uncomfortably, he stands next to the... So he makes it clear that like standing next to the main Templar was like not necessarily like um, a no-brainer choice for him. And I was like, oh, he's, he's going to side with Red Willow. And then to have him defend his friends against... Well, like, the, his... In t- like his history essentially was pretty cool yeah and then to speak to the part where it sounds like you and kyle don't like each other in real life when you gave him when when corpse gave him shit about the wraith rider when he was like oh well it's coming after you and you were like and you gave him like shit about it i was like oh are they not friends <laughs> i was like holy moly no 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 that we was totally so quick <laughs> we 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 totally are. It's just uh, the way Kyle plays Valorous, like naturally, sort of gets <laughs> under my skin as I'm being corpse paint. It's under yeah, everyone's skin. It's perfect. Yeah. So just like it. you know, it's it's this sort of dichotomy because me as myself, I'm sort of just being like <laughs> Kyle, you fucker. But then like as corpse paint, of course he would like kind of snap yeah, a little he'd, bit. Yeah, he'd so. be a little more serious about it. And then mm-hmm. as a as joining in on the games, uh. It was cool that 
uh, chorus paint was just kind of like, you're you're good at these things. It's very clear that these are your like, these are your things that you're going to be good at, and I'm just going to trust that you're being forthcoming with us. I thought that was really cool, considering that nice. is not how he handled the beginning meeting the other part of the group. So yeah. I thought, as like someone joining in later, that 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 was both as like a player and a character really nice to feel like accepted as part of the group yeah huge growth for corpse which is yeah you know always the goal right you want your characters to grow in a direction doesn't have Mm -hmm. to necessarily be positive but yeah character growth is huge and it's always nice to see that Mm -hmm. and corpse didn't like make it to the end but that like you still had an like awesome character arc Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just sort of happened. <clears throat> excuse me, just sort of happened naturally with the dynamic of the group too, which yeah. I'm happy for. And like, even there was like sort of mid-season, especially in the Three Gates, kind of around Ember's death, where he was trying to retreat back to the Templars and sort of away from the group, <laughs> and just like <laughs> we're like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, even yeah, feeling that like just just as a player making those decisions, like me myself was going through that conflict just firsthand so yeah uh it was it was definitely probably a very a very compelling character and mm-hmm. i can definitely see why people who play D they really get into their characters for sure mm-hmm. well said yeah yeah um well with that thank you once again kaden thank you to our listeners and that is all for now <laughs> <laughs> thank you everybody and good uh, luck to uh the characters that are alive can't wait to see well, what happens for now wish you the best of luck yeah i was just gonna say tune in next week where we're going to have three more of these conversations <laughs> <laughs> nah yeah. the worst yeah. part was the dragon and he's uh well uh, blind <laughs> right I mean, I almost got ripped apart by (laughs) mind-controlling people. Is this a bad time to tell you I've taken zero damage? Oh, yeah. (laughs) For some reason, they all fucking just wanted to tear my limbs apart. Yeah, I'm just happy I didn't kill Aiden while I was captaining him. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let this ship kill him. (laughs) All right, fans, we will see you all next week. We hope you enjoyed this production of Fables of Latour. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, and give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for any future updates.